Hello, and welcome back to Character Speaks, a podcast in partnership with ProSign Design to spotlight passionate character educators who are walking the talk. I'm your host, Barbara Gruner, and today we are visiting with Lania McFadden up in Pennsylvania. She's an author, she's a mom, and she's a kindness ambassador. Hey, Lania, how are you today? Hi, Barbara. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on this podcast with you, and I'm so happy and amazed with all that you're doing and grateful that you brought me on to talk about kindness. Thank you for your lovely affirmations. Um, We connected some time ago, I think a year ago, when you sent copies of your book as a gift to help our kids recover from the loss we had sustained in, in Hurricane Harvey. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what we might um, learn from you as we talk today? Yes, yeah, and you're exactly right. That is how we connected. And I followed Hurricane Harvey quite closely because my father lives in the woodlands and I was really affected by the scenes I saw on the TV and felt helpless and was really impressed by uh, one of the boys at your school and all he was doing in helping your community. Uh, I completely believe in how kindness can make a huge difference in this world. And when I originally started writing my book, It's it's Cool to Be Kind, um, it was about bullying. But when I did the research, uh, I found that if you teach kindness at a young age, it can actually decrease bullying. So I wove that into the story to make sure that kids who are taught kindness realize that kind can become the new cool instead of bullying. So can you tell us a little bit about your book? Because it's no small deal to be an author. Oh, that's exciting. I've always wanted to be an author, but never thought I could take on the huge task of actually writing a book. Um, But the story kind of just came to me. I have this place that I walk in our area that's near um, kind of like a stream, in between a stream and a river, and it's beautiful. And this idea came up to me about having a story about a boy who is a nice kid and ends up having a a child not be nice to him, but I wanted the bully to be someone that his reason for not being kind was because he wasn't happy. And that came to me because my son went to school and in his first two years of school in kindergarten and first grade, I'd heard about this boy and how awful his behavior was on the playground and at recess. And I thought he was just a bad kid and a bully. And when my son actually had a class with him and I met him, I just realized he just wasn't happy and that he wasn't a bad kid. His behaviors weren't good, but he wasn't bad. And I wanted to make sure like in the story to weave that in so that the new boy who moves in, it's because he moves and he didn't want to move and he was unhappy. And that if you treat someone with kindness, it can maybe change their behavior as well. It, that seems like such a simple and small reframe, which you just said that he's not a bad kid he just wasn't happy. His behaviors just did not reflect, you know, somebody who's settled or at peace or healthy, right? Who feels good. Yes. I think a lot of times we're defined by our behaviors, but we don't always have the best day. I know I don't always have, you know, the most wonderful times. And there's times I may snap at my children and I feel bad. And not, I mean, my kids have the same situations with me. And I felt like... I, we should look beyond, like one of the things that I say to my son, like he had a, another boy in one of his classes that just, there was just something about him that made him crazy. He just thought the kid was just frustrating and he talked too much. So I said to him, just look for the good. 
we all have good. And then, you know, he would come home and be like, well, he's really nice to the teachers. And the next day he'd be like, well, he did this, which was good. And then after a while he stopped complaining because we all have goodness in us. Some of us, we may need to dig a little harder because we put up a facade of something, you know, that doesn't seem as nice or as kind, but there are, every one of us has goodness in us. So does it seem like what we focus on, we get more of? I hope so. Yes, I believe that. Because if you look and like when I feel like doing research and looking at kindness, I feel like I find it more. You know, when you're, because I was trying to think of nice things, because in the book, they create a club on kindness. And I wanted to write stuff about like kind things people do. And when you're looking for it, you see it. And it's like even just little things like, you know, someone opening the door for someone or someone um, like there was one time we have homeless people are in my area that, you know, I often give uh, gift cards to. And there was one time I was just parked in the parking lot and I saw a car pull up to this homeless man and a little boy, like a four-year-old, stepped out of the car and obviously gave him something, something like uh, money or a gift card. And the guy fist pumped him and he got back in the car and I just almost felt like crying. I thought it was mm. beautiful. So you can find it any, everywhere. And it also makes you want to do something nicer if you see someone else do something nice. So you've researched kindness. Do you kind of get what the brain is doing with like the altruistic, like I think they call it the helper's high, right? Yes, yes, because you feel good. There's something like the kindness is good for your heart. It's good for your mind. It's good for uh, just how you feel. Because when you do something nice, you do feel really happy. Like those homeless men that I was telling you about, we have in our area quite a few of them during the winter who come and they're uh, veterans and they have, you know, their signs saying they're hungry. And there was one time, like I said, we give gift cards, but my daughter and her friend were in the car and where he was standing, I couldn't give it to him. So I asked uh, her friend if she was comfortable handing it to him and she rolled down the window. And when we got to him, she, she gave him the gift card. It was to Subway and Panera and was like, here, this is for you. And the, the look on the man's face, he just lit up and smiled and said, God bless you. And as we drove away, we were saying, oh, well, good. He's going to have food to eat. And her friend said, wow, that felt really good. Yeah. Because it did. It felt really good to know because it was going to snow the next day. We were worried about him being cold. So it does. It feels good. And then, I mean, I was happy just that he was happy. But it felt good to know that, you know, it had such an impact on my daughter's friend as well. So you guys are on a kindness crusade. So I know you said earlier, I guess maybe before we started recording, oh, I'm just a mom, but I know the mom role is huge and you are teaching your kids. Um, tell us a little bit about them and, and, and how you get them engaged. I know you just gave one example with the homeless. Yes. Well, my kids, I think just watching, you know, if we are models of mm, behavior, yes. then they just... I, I'd like to say, I mean, I, I know there's times I may not always be nice, but I'd like to say that rubbing off on them in the sense of like being a kind person. There's a story about my daughter that I use in my assemblies where uh, they were at a local Wawa, which is like a gas station. My husband had gotten a cup of coffee and they were in the car and someone, a woman came and knocked on the window and said, I just, I had to tell you, I'm having it. It was in the morning, you know, before someone would leave for work. She's like, I've been having a, a terrible morning. I'm, I have so much on my mind, but your daughter smiled at me and it just made my day. And I just wow. had to let you know. So just like a little smile. And I think that had an impact on my daughter of like, all I did was smile and look, she's so much happier. Yes, so. it had to. It had. I mean, if she took that extra step to tell y'all. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's huge. huge. So school assemblies, let's jump yes, into yes. that. 
That's a huge deal because growing up, I was an extremely shy child. Um, so the idea of speaking, like even whenever you go to a new class and you have to introduce yourself, you know, you sit in a circle saying my name, I would be like a nervous wreck until you got to me. So the idea of now speaking in front of hundreds of people is amazing. And I'm, you know, really excited about spreading kindness. But I also talk to the kids before I get onto the kindness of saying, you know what, there's something all of us are nervous about doing. You know, maybe you're nervous about trying out for a team or singing in the choir or something. And I explain how I'm a shy, I was a shy kid and look, I'm standing here and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and I'm doing it. And so then I also have them all stand up and do a power pose. So we all stand all proud and tall like Superman or Wonder Woman. And we say, you know, I have them say, I can do it. I can do anything I want to try. So it's also to let them all know that I'm nervous. So if I seem nervous, that's why. <laughs> so it takes the pressure off of me. Wow. Well, it's also so um, like transparent and vulnerable, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes people look at us as adults as we have everything all together. You know, that we're, we know exactly what we're doing in every moment. And we don't always. I mean, I'm learning as I go. I never imagined that I mean it was on my bucket list of something I wanted to do to write a book and get it you know and publish it um but I never like the fact that I've taken that step and now moving on to assemblies and trying to inspire children to be kind it's all a learning experience for me as well so how do people know I I guess because of the book that 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 they can get you as a speaker at their school Yes, yes, through the book, and also I have websites, one for my author, um, which is just lineamcfadden.com, and then in the book, the characters create the Cool to Be Kind movement, because the goal is they wanted to spread a movement of kindness around the world, so um, there's a website for that, www.cooltobekindmovement.com, and there's also a Facebook page of Cool to Be Kind movement, and Instagram, so yes. And um, I've been very lucky because, you know, I live in a small community, as you mentioned, in Pennsylvania, and a lot of the schools here have embraced me and the idea of kindness. And I have a local college where one of my friends is a professor. And so they took on my book as a kind as a PR project. So a lot of them were tasked with different things like reaching out to print media and um all various types of places. And so they really have helped me reaching out to the schools uh, to get me into different assemblies. So I have quite a few already scheduled for this year. Oh, that's nice. You also have some, the Cool to Be Kind stickers, right? Yes, Cool to Be Kind movement stickers, yes. Because in the book, the kids, well, the way that they wanted to do it was to reward students for being kind and they wanted it to be something tangible. So they did the stickers. So in the book, they pass out stickers to kids they see being kind. But one of the parts that I also mentioned in the book is I didn't want it just to be an extrinsic or external validation. I wanted there to be the idea of doing kindness. It's a good thing and it feels good. So there's a story about a boy in the book who his char- he talks to the main character, Beckett, and said, I was really worried about my neighbor because he always seemed hungry. And so uh, I asked, you know, is there anything going on? And he said, well, my mom is worried about paying for rent, so we don't always have dinner. So then him and his mom ended up giving the boy dinner, and they all brought groceries in the neighborhood. So, And then he told the main character, Beckett, it just felt so good to do something nice. You should have seen how happy they were to have food. Because there's things, a lot of times we don't know what 
happens in other people's lives. We don't know if kids are going hungry. We don't know if they're stressed out with things going on at home. But to do something nice like that and make someone feel good is a good thing. And it's not just, oh, I'm doing it to get a sticker. I'm doing it because it feels good and it's the right thing to do. Nice. So extrinsic versus intrinsic. That's a big debate with character educators. What are your thoughts on that? I think a lot of times, I mean, I, this is not something I specialize in. I feel like a a lot of times if you start out with the extrinsic, you can move towards the intrinsic of the feeling with inside. That's why I didn't want it to be just about the stickers of like, oh, I got a sticker. I'm a great kid. It was about feeling good about yourself because I did something good. That's more important because then you're more likely to do it again. So being good for goodness sake. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Nice. So what are you working on now? Is there an, another book possibly? Yes, I actually am. I'm working um, on a sequel. So it would be, it's cool to be kind even online and it'll be about cyberbullying. So I've been doing a great deal of research, you know, reading books like Shame Nation. And, you know, I also want it to have to do with girls. So I'm doing, because girl bullying is a little bit different than boys. So I'm trying to get as much information as possible so that I can come up with an appropriate way for schools to deal with it. That would take you probably out of elementary then into yeah. maybe secondary or I'm actually yeah. started intermediate whenever they get their phones, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it will be because Beckett was going into middle school. So it's going to be, he's going to be moving into middle school and we're going to, I'm going to introduce a girl character and, and have uh, a chapter for Beckett and a chapter for the girl. And it's going to, go on and off on on their different perspectives. So I'm hoping to, at some point, I have the idea of the story in my head. I just need to take the time to sit down and write it. It's hard because it's been summer and my kids have been home, so. Nice to spend that family time. It is nice, yes. Do you have any idea of how many books are in circulation and how wide maybe your audience reach has been? Well, since it's self-published, it's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, but I have been, like I said earlier, very grateful because the community has embraced the book. So I've done actually an informal one school, one book with a school in the area, and they purchased 750 books. And um, I have a friend who donated 500 books to a local Olivet Boys and Girls Club, and I've sold a few hundred to different schools or in the area. So I feel like it's making a reach. And I'm actually now going to be doing a workshop with first graders in Maryland uh, in September, which I'm super excited about. I'll give a little speech and then we're going to do activities. So we'll work more one-on-one. So I don't want you to give away what you're going to do, but like what kind of kindness activities might you be doing with a group like that? Oh, yes, we do uh, secret kindness messages. So I have, nice. you have a white piece of paper and you write with a white crayon and then color over it and it says things like, I am awesome. And then the kids get to write them for either themselves or their friends. And they seem to really enjoy that. And then I also do an activity with a string where, like I think a ball of yarn where one person holds it and then says something that they feel is nice about another person. And then they pass it around the whole group and realize we're all connected by kindness. And so you make that web of kindness? Yes, exactly. Nice. Hey, last week I saw this on Twitter. Oh, yeah, serving the homeless is nice, but as soon as you post it out on social media, you've no longer done it to be kind. 
Oh, because you want credit. Is that they saying accolades? I guess. I mean, I. I still think it's nice. <laughs> it's still nice, but I kind of wonder what your take on like. It seems like we should share it out to keep that contagious nature of kindness going, but that particular post really gave me pause. Yes. What? And I, I wonder if it's, yeah, I think I'm kind of, now I'm pausing myself because <laughs> I wonder if the person who saw it wasn't impressed by the person who posted, because I wonder if it's not the intention. I mean, I have a friend who posts, she, she volunteers at a homeless shelter on a regular basis, and she posts it just to show the new people, because sometimes she has the homeless people in her picture because she's helping them. And when it's that intention of goodness, and I, I think it's a, it could be a cynical way of viewing the world um, to think it's not kind. But there is also the idea of the best kind act is when sometimes you're, it's anonymous and someone doesn't even know it came from you. So I, yeah. And you're not getting the credit for it. I kind of wondered if that was what they were going with. And I certainly love when you said secret, you know, secret messages. I love that undercover, like yeah. we're going to be this kindness team, but nobody's going to know we did this. It's like sneaking to pay for somebody's dinner. You know, you yeah. see somebody come in. Um, Caitlin lost a friend a few years back and I saw that mom and dad eating at Luna's and it felt so good to just say, hey, would, would you bring me their bill when you bring me mine? Because that's just yeah. kind of you know, in secret, that's like that anonymous piece. Right, right, where they don't know that it came from you, and it just feels good to do it. Yeah, like the whole idea of when you pay at Starbucks and pay for the person behind you, and or and it keeps going. Yes. Okay, it sounds like you're taking care of a lot of people. You've got school visits. You've got kids to take care of. How do you take care of Linnea? I, uh, like I mentioned earlier, where the idea for the book came to me, I go for walks and uh, by the stream. And a lot of times I have my phone on me and I speak into it uh, different ideas of what I want to incorporate into the book. And I also just listening to water. I love, oh. love the stream and the sound. It's just, it's so centering and really puts you in the moment. So would you say you practice mindfulness like intentionally? Yes, I try to be in the moment on a regular basis. My intention when the kids start school, since they're both going to be finally starting at the same time, I won't have to have two times getting them ready. I'm going to try to meditate before they wake up and then go for a walk at the place that I um, was talking about and then go and hopefully start writing and then working on all the new assemblies I have coming up. Oh my gosh, that sounds so, so exciting. Um, okay, I'm going to step out a little bit because we have a little bit of extra time. If you were going to take out a billboard, um, a couple of years back with the Joy team, I was able to take out a billboard and because yeah. they were going to do smiles across America and they were going to do billboards. And so I did one that kind of went with the book. And so I did superheroes are real. You're one of them. And I, cause I thought, okay, who might need that message? You know, you drive past a billboard pretty fast. <laughs> But it was so fun. It was such a great project. What I think would, I saw that picture on Twitter, and I was absolutely just amazed by it. Yes. It was so fun to see that oh. in the sky. We didn't think we were going to get to see it because it was placed in San Antonio. They actually placed those billboards to create a smile as you looked at the map of the U.S. So it wasn't going to be anywhere close. Well, San Antonio's about four hours. But I thought I would do it anyway because it would be super fun. And then 
our son won a trip to San Antonio with his science fair project right as the billboard was going up. So we went to find it. And this is actually kind of funny because it was right outside a liquor store. And so I said to my husband, like, ugh, I don't even know if my message, you know, is is going like where it needs to go. And he was so wise. He said, you don't think that the people going into the liquor store might need to hear Mm -hmm. that they're superheroes? Yes. Yes. That's so true. Oh my gosh. At that moment, I just kind of like, okay, judge less, love more. (laughs) My mantra came in handy. a lot of like just mentioning the superheroes a lot of us have no idea that just little things that we do on a regular day can make us heroes you know helping someone um shovel the snow down the street that's makes a huge difference little tiny things make us heroes in that person's life so what would your billboard say i it would either be the title of the book it's cool to be kind or kind of my mantra which is kindness can change the world because I truly believe that, like, if people see more kindness and act more kind, it can make a huge difference. Because it is, it's contagious, and it's um, kindness inspires kindness. So I feel like the more that we see kindness, the better the world would be. So in the book I'm reading right now, it's called the Kindness Quotient. I think it's just about to come out, and then I was sent a preview copy. She kind of talks about the the idea that some people think kindness is for wimps, or or that somehow it makes you weak. Can can you speak to that? Yes, I think that that's. I, I can see that people would think that because it seems like, oh, well, why are you still being nice even though that person isn't being nice, or this person seems more strong because they have like not a nice demeanor because it used to be that you know when you think about all the movies we used to watch when we were younger of like the bully was the cool kid or the popular kid and that's one of the reasons I wrote the way I did is I wanted to shift the mindset of that kindness can become the new cool that when you teach it at a young age it can decrease bullying and the child showing kindness becomes the cool kid I actually have a story about that there's um a boy who read my book and went to one of the assemblies, he was at a playground and he's in first grade and he's, you know, not a big kid. And there was a fifth grader who's kind of a big kid, taller than me. And he was being really mean to another boy. And the first grader went up to his dad that night and said, you know, I really didn't know what to do, but I just walked up to him and said, it's cool to be kind. Oh my gosh. So it was almost like this little kid standing up to a fifth grader and had the the bravery and the guts to stand up and say hey it's cool to be kind which I thought was really neat because it showed that it was having an impact on him that you know you have a voice and you can stand up and you can say kindness is more important than how you're treating that kid so that I'm super must... excited about that yeah oh, yeah that must have felt amazing <laughs> yes and I'm so proud of him you know it's a, a big deal like when I think about how shy I was as a kid. There's no way I could have been an upstander like that. I never liked when people weren't kind, but I didn't have the guts to ever say anything. So it, it was hugely brave of him, and I'm really proud of him. So how do you think someone that small finds their voice? Is that just all modeled? I wonder. I think when you empower kids and when you let them realize that they do have a voice and that 
one one little sentence of it's cool to be kind. It may not make this kid stop being mean on a regular basis, but just to know you have that voice. And I feel like the more that we let kids talk and do things that are positive and good and we create school cultures that cultivate that, like in your book, uh, in What's Under the Cape is about, uh, like What's Under Your Cape is about empowering the kids, like the idea of the service learning projects, the idea of being heroes, like the idea of giving them the, the, the confidence to be the best them that they can be at a young age, I think is the best way to create a better world. You know, Alison Apsey talked about the gift of confidence. She said if she could just give somebody one gift, it would be the gift of confidence. And that does really go with that empowerment piece because if we don't get them to own it, the good along with the bad, then I don't know that they ever truly make it theirs. Yes, and that's exactly, when I listened to that podcast, that was one of the notes that I wrote down was the gift of confidence. Because I think a lot of times, I mean, I know I grew up as a very shy and insecure child. And if I had been given the gift of confidence as a child, maybe I would have been able to speak in front of people before now in my 40s, you know. Um, And then also the gift of confidence gives you the chance to be the best you that you can be and to be able to show your purpose and to help people more because you do feel confident. And I think I think Houston may have touched on that in one of your podcasts too of not feeling comfortable showing kindness because you feel like you may not know how to show it because you're nervous or you don't feel confident or I think he used the word competence as well. Like you don't feel capable. Like when he was telling that story about Helga where she was uh, crying in the airport, there probably were numerous people who walked by not knowing what to do instead of just walking up and giving her a hug and saying, you look sad, I'm sorry. So it's the idea of if you have the confidence and the, well, the feeling within yourself of knowing that you're okay, then you can show more kindness to others or you know, more of who you are. Yeah, that's one thing Houston did say. He said, you know, I'm not sure I would have gone up to Helga either because I, that would have made me very uncomfortable. Because you don't, sometimes people want to be left alone when they're crying. You know, sometimes people don't want someone to come up to them. And I feel the same way. I I thought a lot of that, that story brought tears to my eyes because I thought to myself, I thought kindness was just natural and that we all, like, why aren't we all more kind just because it's so easy? And it really opened my eyes to, wow, you know what? It's true. Would I have gone up to her? You know, I, I feel like I try to live my life doing good every day, but I don't know if I would have. What if I was running late for a flight? So it was a really inspiring story for me. It really made me think, because I think I just am on this path of wanting to inspire people to be kind, but I need to acknowledge that not everybody is comfortable in that place and being where they're at to kind of figure out how to get them more comfortable showing kindness, because it is, it's so important, but I can't be expected that everybody is on the same page that I am. So wise. I feel like you have just given our listeners so much to think about and you have shared so vulnerably vulnerably about the growth of how you've overcome barriers and how you've stretched yourself. I, I heard once that magic begins outside of our safety zone or comfort yeah. zone and I, I think that you're 
you're a living example of that. I really want to thank you for carving out time. Before we leave, is there anything else you're wanting to, to say to my listeners or, or share with us? I think just um, for everyone to try to do, you know, one or two kind things every day and realize how much better it makes you feel good about yourself, but then also notice how it makes someone else feel good. I used to challenge myself in the grocery store to just be nice to three people. And then by the time I left, I would be in a great mood. Or even mornings when I was having a bad day, I would text something nice to three friends just because, you know, I have friends that I love. And the responses I got back completely would change my day. So if you do something nice, you can not only change someone else's day, but yourself, your own day. Just be nice to three people. I think we're going to end on that. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Linnea McFadden, for stopping by this morning and chatting with us. Thank you, Barbara. I'm so grateful to be here and talk to you. I want to remind the listeners that this podcast is supported by ProSign Design, a family-owned business dedicated to character, safety, and organization. I want to invite y'all to join us next week as we continue the conversation about character education, connections, and life. If you liked what you heard, we would love a review. In the meantime, remember, 